start recording and then just talk. Okay. And then see what happens. What? Isn't that what we always do? Yeah, it is. Crazy. I know. <laughs> Chick Flicka is going to talk about movies and shit. As always, it is me, Mary, and... It's me, Allison. We're drinking today. So much wine. Wine. It's National Drink Wine Day. It was yesterday. They say it's good for your heart. Mm-hmm. It has antioxidants, which mm-hmm. is good for your, your body parts. Yep. In... You know, normal quantities. Yeah. But not saying like a whole bottle unless it's like been a particularly hard Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You know, then yes. Yes. Whole bottle. We're not gonna judge you. <laughs> because we've all been there before. No, just recently gotten into wine. I feel like you brought over a bottle once of what mm-hmm. we're drinking right now. And I was like, my mind was changed about yeah. how I feel about it. Cause I was like, this is good. Maybe I'm becoming an adult, but mm-hmm. my mind is different. That's what happens. There's that that point. Because I usually didn't want to drink wine because I just felt like it came in too fancy of glasses. And mm-hmm. I always thought that I'd just break the stem because I have like strong man fingers. And there's a whole range <laughs> oh, no. of crack. So that's why I didn't drink wine. But then I realized you could drink wine in coffee cups, mm-hmm. um, in measuring cups, anything other than delicate glass. So bottle. Just yeah. Drink it. drink it right out of the bottle. Have you seen those new? I think it's kind of dumb, but it's this glass that you put in the top of your wine bottle and you drink it so you have oh, a glass yeah. I've seen that. and it's dumb because you're still having this like pretty big wine, wine bottles are long yeah. so you have to add like tip it up I guess it's just a novelty thing it's the same thing with those um red solo cup goblets where it has like those. glass <laughs> it's just I like it that's fun that's cool but just drink it just drink your alcohol just just Take away the steps of mouth to bottle Mm -hmm. and go straight for it. Because that's what you want, is Mm -hmm. you want to enjoy the alcohol as fast as possible. Fun fact, millennials are drinking so much wine that they're changing the way that it's sold. And like, that is the headline that I read of BBC, (laughs) so (laughs) I don't know any more facts about that. Let's try to figure it out. Okay. So how can you change selling wine? Maybe just in, like, bigger quantities, uh, manufacturing is, Mm -hmm. like, faster, so you don't have, like, older wine. You just have, like, kind of quick, really cheap stuff that was made that year. There's, like, a need for it and not an appreciation for it like there was before because there's, like, wine memes and wine (laughs) culture, and it's sort of an acceptable way to get get drunk without, you know, being an alcoholic, I guess. I think that's what it is. It's the fancier type of drunk you know you're still drunk and you're still going to do crazy things but i feel as a society we are faster to forgive someone for doing something crazy on like shiraz i just got shiraz crazy last (laughs) night i burnt my ex-husband's car shiraz what is that i think it's a type of wine okay i could be full of shit and there could be no type of wine that's called shiraz or it's probably pronounced completely different i was listening to a podcast the other day, uh, Paul F. Tompkins, and he was talking about charades and he said charades. And I have a lot of fucked up, like, oh no, I've been saying that wrong my whole <laughs> life moments. Like, I don't know. I guess I'm, I feel insecure about my like ability to, to know and pronounce things. So I was like, what? And he was like, they're, they're joking. My boyfriend's <laughs> like, it's a joke. Like, you don't, you can calm down. Speaking of love, 
Yes. Uh, Alice and I recently watched a romantic comedy that I wanted her to watch, and it was called Timer. Not to be confused with every other Mm time-related thing. What was that one? It was like... In time. <laughs> Not in, to be confused with in time. Yeah, which is completely different. And they're, so. they're, you're your life, so if you run out of money, you die. Maybe it's like a allegory for the middle class. I think it's... Yeah. Hmm. That's what it sounds like. But, it was real dumb. But th- that wasn't the one we watched. No, this, this one. was not as dumb. Yeah. It had some parts to it. So the movie is on Netflix and I've watched it. This is the third time I watched it. The first time I liked it. The second time, not so much. And then the the last time when I watched it with you, in my head, I was thinking, why did I show Alice in this movie? I'm so embarrassed right now. (laughs) You always become more analytical of your favorite movies when you watch them with somebody else. If this is your favorite, you're watching it three times. Maybe you're just like, is this good or not? Sometimes I just get bored and it's on and it's, that's my problem. I just get bored a lot of times and it's on and I was like, yeah, I could waste over there and I can't reach it. Because I don't want to. Tell us, Allison, what was the movie about? Ooh, like five-second pitch. Okay. This girl, she's too into love. Mm-hmm. Like a like a spoken word poem. Do it. I'll give you a beat. And she has a wrist watch that tells her time when she'll meet her lover. Yeah. She goes, takes men to see if their timer is compatible with her timer. Usually, no. The answer's no. No. She's obsessed, searching, seeking. She'll never find the guy who's right for her. Girl, did you practice this? That was, like, amazing. (laughs) I do a lot of raps just in my kitchen You should bring it outside of your kitchen. Think I should go? I think you should. Spoken word up in my rap battle? Yes, do a rap battle. I think it would be glorious. So That was the first 30 seconds of the movie. (laughs) Mary... Second half. Oh, God, no. Mm-mm. Can't do beat poetry. You've already shown how it's done. Yeah, it's about a woman. You're right. She wants love, and they all have timers on their arms, and they get when they're in... Freshman. Freshman, freshman year. It's like 14. the three months into their ninth grade year, which is dumb. It, the science to this. Don't question it, because it'll ruin the movie for you. Know. But basically, you have a timer, and the person you're supposed to fall in love with has a timer, and when you... When the person that has your timer match comes into your life your timer starts counting down and it can be hours days minutes before you lock eyes with your love and both of your timers on your wrists will beep at the same time that's the premise how who knows science science, science of love you don't understand chemicals <laughs> maybe that's what it is <laughs> it's just all chemicals they were something like uh, whatever hormone controls love oxytocin or something i think it's yeah oxytocin yeah Mm -hmm. that sounds right I always thought it was called boner juice. That's the, and then it flows. It flows through parts. for your boners. Might as well be these kids. These kids these days showing off their titties their and their dicks. taints and their dicks. What is these Just kids? Just the taint part. Just, like, yeah. Like, There's a whole Instagram page. It's called hashtag taints. No way. I'm so full of I shit. I don't know anything about Instagram, so you okay. can lie to me. I don't really. I just know what Instagram is, and I basically throw that word into conversations with people just so they think I'm hip. It's like, oh yeah, I saw that on Instagram. Instagram. 
the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're talking about the chemicals. Anyways, the main character is, of course, because she's in a rom-com, she's a woman that in all aspects of her life, she kind of has everything together. She has her own dentist practice. She has her own house. She pays her own bills. She's an independent lady that works out. But because she doesn't have love, the movie makes it seem like her life is just shitty, shitty. Mm -hmm. And she's super neurotic. Mm -hmm. And her sister is the stereotypical. I'm... I'm kind of weird and I like dick and I'm going to show my body off, wear tight clothes and say bitchy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I'm know. angsty because yeah. my timer is for like a billion years. <laughs> la la la. And yeah, they go and get their timers stripped out together after not being able to find their people. And then they do, and it's the sister's boyfriend. And then the movie's like, this is wrong, but we're going to end it. Like, it's okay for her to date her sister's boyfriend? Just because, I don't know, I feel like we didn't learn anything. Yeah, we just learned that this neurotic woman that in reality has her life together. She's just a piece of shit because she can't get a man. But thank goodness she can get a man because that's the ending of mm-hmm. the whole movie. Getting a man means ignoring her her younger friend who she actually really likes. And yeah. he really likes her. And she's just like he asked her well will we be together in like a year she's like um i don't know <laughs> like bitch come on he's you can't so just lie <laughs> you can't just say okay maybe yeah because yeah. she's Ugh. not a, she's not a psychic this bitch mm. not a psychic not a psychic it's like the timer had no meaning they were starting to give it no meaning and then all the meaning came back and she ended up with that dude yep so the the message yeah it's once again one of those movies where they have a message throughout and then the end of the movie it's like erase that mm-hmm. message here's a new message that mm. sucks I didn't like the the sister character she worked at a um, assisted living and this woman kept coming up to her desk and you could tell the woman had dementia and she was just a straight up bitch to that woman yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and it it was kind of a use for comedy, I guess, but... That's not how you deal with people who have dementia. No. They could go and do something crazy mm-hmm. to themselves or hurt somebody. But yeah, she's like, whatever, God. I don't Put care. my headphones on. <laughs> I need a job, but I want... And that's the thing. The thing about it is it's two women that should be well-adjusted somewhat, but because they can't find love, they're fucked up somehow because the sister started to change a little bit when she hung out with her boyfriend guy, but then the boyfriend boyfriend that's meant for her neurotic sister mm-hmm. which her boyfriend dude he's a attractive dude mm-hmm. he worked in a grocery store but he had long hair cool looking yeah he just he had that swagger about him that mm-hmm. i think i like it's the mid to late 90s kind of grungy high schooler jared leto perfected it in the mtv show my so-called life and ethan hawk and uh reality bites that kind of like i don't wash my hair but i got a heart of gold <laughs> you just have to come in and find it girl like that that was his mentality let's take a trip on our longboard to get some (laughs) craft beer yeah that's how he was very much and and he was cute and funny but then the first time he met her they're at a grocery store and they wanted to make it whoever wrote this movie wanted to make it known that he was really awkward and bad at interacting with women because he tells this joke that's real dumb and i think the punchline is because you're fucking fat bitch something like that Yeah, he tells this joke. It's like, because you're fucking fat or something like that. Whoa. And she's like taken aback. He's like, oh, calm down. It's just a joke. First off, that was not a joke. I did not find it. I wish I would have remembered this. <laughs> then he didn't act like that the whole time. And he's Mm-mm. like, oh, whatever. He's just in a band. He's edgy. He can say whatever he wants. He's a drummer, too. So you know how mm. drummers are? 
I think he was attractive to me up until the point that they got to his apartment. And I guess, like, having, like, lived with my boyfriend now in, like, our apartment, I'm like, that's gross. You live with four boys and your bathroom is disgusting and your clothes everywhere. Like, that doesn't get my dick hard anymore. No, no. Yeah, you're right. Because you know for a fact that if you went into the bathroom, you know what you'd find. First off, you'd find the toilet seat up and then a rim of dried piss and pubic hair around. Because yeah. we've all been to those party houses. Pubic hair everywhere. Everywhere. Because they have to shave their face every day. And yeah. I guess pube. beard hair and pube hair look similar. They do. Get a broom. Sweep, sweep that sweep shit it up. up. If, there, if you get piss dried on around your toilet seat, spray something on it. It's not that difficult. And then I know it's your house. You leave the toilet seat up. But maybe you should give us something to look at. I don't want to. It's just gross. <laughs> Put up some pictures. Yeah. yeah. Pictures. And yeah. Those are the houses where you have to take the toilet paper and like lick it and then wipe <laughs> like, the rim. <laughs> like, I don't want to. I had a friend that um uh, it was some of his uh, college friends and he's like hey come over to a party at their house it's like yeah sure whatever so I show up and the first thing I do is I was like ah, I gotta go to the bathroom so I go to the bathroom and I notice that there's not any toilet paper and I'm like okay I've dealt with this before so I just let it air dry and I put my stuff you know my pants back on I flush and I begin to wash my hands and I look on the side of the counter and there is a balled up sweater that looks like it has shit on it Oh. so I like went out and I asked my friend he's like oh yeah 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 he ran out of toilet paper yesterday and he uh <laughs> He told me. He said it was real funny. I'm, I left. So it's like, you left. <laughs> I left. He was like, from the sh- shit sweat. I, I was like, come on. If you come to my house, you will not find shit mm-hmm. here. Not on purpose. <laughs> I I think when we were watching the movie, we both discussed how clunky and awkward the dialogue was. There was a scene where the lead is talking to her sister, and I, we both had the same thought. Most people would say, you can't do that. And she said, you cannot do yeah. that or cannot, mm-hmm. something like that. It was, yeah, really stood out. It was like you had a, a writer who was sort of disconnected from what the performance was going to be like. And that can happen sometimes. You're like, this sounds good when I read it in my head, but yeah. saying it out loud. So... A lot of moments like that. I noticed when we watched it that the the soundtrack was very much trying to be like Little Miss Sunshine. That Sufjon, Sufjon, Sufjon Stevens. They had one or two of his songs in there, but it had that kind of like ethereal quality that um, Little Miss Sunshine sunshine yeah Mm -hmm. had um but it just didn't it kind of fell flat fell flat and i'm so sorry because i remember watching it the first time you know i may have been really drunk i'm gonna be (laughs) honest i probably was inebriated and i was like this movie i as a woman i release so much to it because there's a woman that's talking Yeah, and every time you watch it, it just gets worse and worse. It gets worse and I've worse. I've movies like that. Tell me, what what movie? I guess we've already talked about it, but Juno has really been <laughs> like that for me lately. We've become like, overly protective of it to a point where I can't be objective about it anymore. Where yeah. it's like, mm, this is quirky and cool at the time, but maybe it was the first sort of more indie flick I had ever seen. Yeah. And I was like, what? It's just people and there's no explosions and I'm 14 and this is great. And she's like my age and she's going through a life crisis that what? (laughs) Very sheltered childhood. So. No, but it was, it was, it was a fun movie and I think it was a movie for that time. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's not bad, but it's just very much, when it came out, it was for that time. And just now, yeah. it's just thing, humor Absolutely. and things have changed. Because 
they're putting out more movies every year, so they build upon themselves. So yeah. it's kind of impossible to like ever catch up, you know? So mm-hmm. every year maybe things sort of lose their value because there's something else new to yeah. replace it, you know. But classics will always be classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and they do change. And um, because even the movies that are on the like top 100 classic films, they are beautifully done. But a lot of times, a lot of people can't get through older films. I'm going to be I can get through some of them, but not all of them, because I don't necessarily relate to everything that's on the screen. And it's just uh, it's beautiful for what it was in that time. But right now, I'm not saying it's not relevant because it's relevant for what we're making today. But I think if mm-hmm. it's just we have an option of something that we feel is better now we're going to watch it over something that was, you know. Yeah. It's like making kids read Shakespeare after a certain point And it's like, okay, Citizen Kane, cool. I have no idea why certain media things are important. It's the same thing like watching like All the President's Men and yeah. about Nixon. And it's like if they don't have cultural significance directly like in your generation, it's hard to make that connection yeah. to people in older generations. I'll do this. Do it. Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. I don't watch that for a class. And it was really great and really cool, really awesome. I didn't have time to finish it. I wasn't super interested, so I spoiled it for myself. It's such a big deal for some people to have that spoiled for them. Yeah. But for me, it was just like, oh, okay, great. It's a a sled. (laughs) It's a sled. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to spoil it right here on this podcast. Why would you do that? Because, but yeah, it, uh, it was cool, but it's like, I can see how people who are maybe 10 years younger than me will not have to watch that in their film history classes anymore, maybe. I don't know. It's like at what point do those classics no longer become classics? Mm-hmm. Because classic to me is like, the, like I don't know, Cast Away or some of these old Tom Hanks movies, yeah. Forrest Gump. But for some people, that's yeah, you know, more modern. Which is <laughs> weird to think about. But. Yeah, they were filmed. That's like twenty years ago. For me, those are just I see them as modern films because I was I think. When Forrest Gump came out, I was like nine or ten, so it's kind of uh, yes. aware. But for me, it was movies like. The classics were Jaws and anything with Dustin Hoffman in it. Mm-hmm. So Tootsie. And if you look at my parents, you know, my mom, one of my mom's favorite movies was To Serve With Love, which is still mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Um, I was, he's still, <gasps> that's his password for every single damn thing. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't, we'll beep it you out. You guys don't know who my dad yeah, is. You don't even know our names. Hey our friends real. on Facebook, don't comment <laughs> on this. Change your passwords, I'm sorry. <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> Don't be a the dick. The pin to our all of our debit cards is this. No, Allison, <laughs> what are you doing? Family debit card number. Seriously, <laughs> it never have changed. A family debit card number. Yeah, because like when I was a kid, my mom would be like, "Oh, here's a debit card. Go get milk or something." And I was like, "Okay, number, number, number." And so that I just kept that for mine. I've heard fun pro tip. Yeah. If you write a fake pin code on your debit card, yeah. but make it like one, sixes, zeros, so that they could get it wrong at least three times, and it'll eat the card if it gets stolen. Mm-hmm. Which is scary now that I learned that. Every time I press my number in the ATM, I'm like, you better get this right, because you only get three <laughs> chances it's going to eat your card. <laughs> I did not know that they did that, which I'm glad they do. But uh, Yeah, I didn't know that they eat them either. Now you're going to be scared. I am. It's going <laughs> to, what anxiety. happens? What happens if it? becomes alive the machine hear me out um (laughs) what if it comes it realizes that money is the root of all evil (laughs) so it connects to other atms through (laughs) wi-fi aka skynet okay and then they all eat the debit cards and then if you try to get money out of them they eat 
eat your hands. This is gonna be a blockbuster. We need to tell Michael Bay. Tell him. Get Mark I'll Wahlberg. I'll be one of the ATMs. Personally, okay. I'll phone you'll be the, myself. You'll be the eight, the voice of the ATM that turns like good and ultimately sacrifices. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unless Absolutely. you want to be evil. No, I'm gonna be good. Okay. Hey guys. That's really it good. It's me. Don't do it. <laughs> That's really That's good. good. That was part? yeah. You got the part. <laughs> I mean, yes. We just have to make sure that Michael Bay is on board. Is he still kicking it? Yeah, he's, he's still yeah. Stuff? He they recently put out a Transformer movie. I think really. I, when okay. I say recently, it was with Mark Wahlberg and mm-hmm. it, Optimus Prime did something and he fought other right. robots. I didn't hear about that. Mm-hmm. They've become meaningless that they, there are so many Transformers movies. They're, they are all exactly the same advertised. You know, it's just like, ugh, there's parts flying across the screen <laughs> and there's some like evil robots that are small and cute and they're, I don't know. Maybe it's giving people jobs and we shouldn't shit okay. on it. Good point. Know. You know what? You're right. I'm all about some, making some jobs. Yeah. But it's weird because after Megan Fox left... Is sort of when they went downhill, and I'm like, was was that just a coincidence? Yeah, because Shia stayed on for like at least one movie after that, mm-hmm. and that was shitty. So I'm like, it's not him. Maybe she had some magical quality. Maybe that bitch was writing some scripts behind the scenes, mm-hmm. just taking her thumbs, just her her toe thumbs, <laughs> right? Because we're insecure, we have nothing else to criticize about her. She's perfect in every way except her toe thumbs. Yeah. I'm sure she's a nice person. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. She was, she, she's, she's fun. I like her. Do you know her? Yeah, she's, uh, we go way, way back. You and um, yeah, that's, only your friends can call her that, but I'm okay, pretty I'm sure she'd be cool with it. Yeah, I don't know if you know this or not, but I was a stand-in for Lindsay Lohan in Confessions of a Teenage, teenage Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was her... Um, stand in. I was a good six years older than her, maybe like okay. thirty pounds heavier, but it worked. So like I had her the, stunt double. Or? Yeah, no stand in. Like, like literally, you were her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she did the stuff facing the camera, but then like the shoulder responses, those were all mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Meg was like, "Hey, you're really talented with the shoulders." And I was like, "Thanks." And she's like, "I just saw your secret." And I was like, "Okay, what is it?" She's like, "I have toe thumbs." And I was like, "Cool." And then we hugged and we went and got ice cream together. Oh my god, you bitch! Did you release her toe thumb secret to the world? No, I think you. I did. I think maybe you did. I did. Well, oh okay, god. we went to ice cream and I like was eating some chocolate ice cream and Megan Fox looks at me and she goes, "That looks like your shit." <laughs> And I was like, uh-uh, bitch. Okay. And then I released mm-hmm. it. She Maybe deserved it. Yeah. So I agree. You can't you can't blame me for it. I can't it, blame you. Ultimately. Were you Lindsay Lohan's stand-in in Parent Trap? Were you um, the other twin? No. you look a lot like her. I, I know. I know. Every, I get that all the time. Were you Lindsay Lohan's twin? Parent? No, I wasn't. Thanks yeah. for asking. Um, that was actually one of the Olsen twins. We went too far into the Megan Fox thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. You talk. I'm sorry. What? Oh, no. It's okay. What are we Transformers? We're talking about tra- Let's talk about Transformers. And in our minds, how will we make Transformers better? Oh, cut off like an hour. Good. First of all, mm-hmm. I don't even know that much about it, but maybe we. <laughs> maybe less explosions, Michael Bay. Yeah. Somebody had to say it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it. I hope he listens to this. Oh, he's gonna. But no, you're right. The explosions. Because sometimes I, I think I could have sworn watching a Michael Bay film where a car hits a hydrant and just fucking explodes. Like, 
<laughs> like defies the laws of physics yeah. to explode. I was very scared growing up because when I was about to get my driver's license, because I think Michael Bay had been making films at that point and everything in his shows and stuff would just explode. So I thought when I was driving a car, if I hit the curb too hard, it would explode and I'd die. Wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> like kind of legitimate though that you might think that i was very anxious but yeah it was kind of truthful i was like oh i hit something explosion here's something we can talk about uh thanks film class at usm for making me explore this but using practical effects versus like cgi stuff mad max got a lot of hype and attention because they use so many practical effects like real things because they're out in the freaking desert they can do whatever they want and michael bay he does too he does use cgi but he does a lot of like real explosions yeah we're almost less forgiving of people who use cgi because it's so common now and it's like okay if you're gonna use it make it really good but also i've been so overexposed to the cgi world it's not super cool anymore Mm -hmm. like my parents will go and see something like like avatar whenever it came Mm -hmm. out and they're like wow holy shit movies are so different did you know that the 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 screen like comes out at you if you wear these glasses (laughs) and i'm like yeah, whatever. But it's cool to see it's so special to them because to, to us, it's probably like, oh, it's it's everywhere. So like, do you automatically get kudos for using special effects? Is there a time where special effects, practical effects, sorry, were used and didn't mm-hmm. really work in a film? I like practical effects. I do understand that you do need CGI for some things. But if you look at some of the greater films from the 70s and 80s, they didn't really have CGI. So it's just practical effects. And they still look pretty good, especially the movie The Thing. Mm-hmm. That movie, the practical effects, still, I can't really get through that movie without wanting to vomit, but in a good way. Uh, and just all the things that they did. And I feel people that do practical effects, they are more so able to kind of deal with a problem right on the spot. They're like, okay, we need to look at, make it look like this person's head exploding. Okay, what materials do we have to do that? What can we make that would splatter like this? What's the air pressure? There's so many different things going into it. And with CGI, you know, there it takes hours to do animation, but I feel like it's kind of more so with CGI you can do anything that you want whatsoever Mm -hmm. and it does take hard work but I feel like there's less of that pulling from different aspects and areas and bringing it together like there is absolutely like makeup even too it's it's you know practical effects it's like you see it and you're like they put a lot of work into this therefore I feel like more reference for what they did because it took a lot of artistry not saying that CGI doesn't it's just like when you can create perfect circles and squares inside of a computer, yeah. it's like, okay, you're working with a giant team of, of people and still expensive, but, and even that extends, I feel too, animation, whereas Disney mm-hmm. has gone to the more Pixar-y looking characters. Yeah. And I think they will no longer do the traditional animated, like drawn mm-hmm. out characters. I think the last movie they did was The Princess and the Frog and that's where it stops. But I don't know, just looking at what artists had to do, just like transparency layers, oh, make yes. a little sketch, transparency layer. And it's like, wow that's that's like a, a relic now it's something to be you know respected in, in like a museum type way mm-hmm. no i i completely agree because when you were talking about the transparencies i was thinking about snow white uh on the disney channel when i was little they had a special like uh 50 years 
Because I think it came out in the 30s, yeah. so the 80s. It, yeah, I think it was the first one yeah. movie. And was. they had a documentary, and they just showed all of the things that they had to do and how they reused some of the, the animation cells for other movies because it would just help save time. But just the the precision that was there, the, the time that it took. And I think I find it more, I guess, real and beautiful than what we have now. Not saying what we have now is dumb or mm-hmm. ugly, but I, I prefer that type of animation. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's funny, too. I was looking at things that we were talking about now, and I came across this video that was like, why do traditional Disney characters wear gloves? Have you heard anything about Uh -uh. that? It's easier to put white on something on a background because their bodies are usually black, and it's really hard to, like, differentiate between, like, the the movements of their hands as they're moving. So it does that. And, like, the transparencies... If you're like layering on top of one body and mm-hmm. moving one body part, the one body part is just changing, and then the the body is getting darker and darker as you put oh. layers on it. So it makes the hand like stand out more. I, I gotcha. Guess. And it also adds like a like a human element to them. So it's it's not weird since a dog is supposed to have paws. Yeah. Everybody just wears gloves, and like if you're a deer, you you have not hooves but gloves too, and so it makes it easier to transition the human humanistic qualities because i didn't know that about the gloves and just talking about animal cartoons sometimes okay i might go on a tangent but i like cartoons that have animals acting as people but sometimes i watch movies where i feel like they're not really balancing well so it's just these like weird human that kind of look like animals and it's extremely (laughs) scary yeah Mm -hmm. you know what i'm talking about those that type of animation it's just you walk too much like G.I. Joe character, <laughs> but you're a giant cat. I'm not a fan of this. I'm very uncomfortable. And we talked a little bit about how talking animal movies are becoming more popular. I feel like they're having a resurgence almost mm-hmm. in the animation world because they're like, okay, we had one that was successful. Keep keep doing keep, that thing. Keep doing it. This is what the people want. It's what the kids like. Are they going to make another Madagascar movie? God, probably. Is Eddie Murphy still alive? Sorry, yeah, Chris is. Rock. I mean, <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Let me retake that. <laughs> is Chris Rock still alive? <sighs> Not Eddie Murphy. That's what I would have said if I was a racist. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And those movies, growing up, and this is probably the alcohol that's talking as well, but growing up, animated films had these very strong stories that were scary sometimes as fuck. Just super scary. But movies, now, they don't really have that element, except for, gonna be honest, Toy Story 3, which that movie wasn't the best, but the part where they're in the incinerator, I was like, oh, flashbacks yeah, of All Dogs Go to Heaven oh, crying yeah. stuff. So, I think that's what we need more of, is just very intense, kind of dark stories where you're emotionally affected by it. Cause there, are, there are some, I guess, that are out there, but it just seems kind of forced, almost. Mm-hmm. All of Good Heaven, which I commend you for this, what you have just said, but I'm thinking a different thought. <laughs> totally irrelevant to that, which is that All Dogs Go to Heaven was like my introduction to Netflix back when they had like very few instant plays and it was you got the DVDs in the mail. Yep. And I remember this very adult moment where they sent a broken DVD. I was like, okay, so I went on the computer myself and I sent a complaint and then I sent it back and they sent it to me and I was like, wow, this company 
it's really going to go places. <laughs> <laughs> you know 12 or 13 i was like this is this is good service did you buy stocks i did not you should have bought stocks don't ask me i should have emptied out my piggy bank next time you have a thought like that buy their stocks well you in on it yeah just please let me know Mm -hmm. wait is that insider trading no it's only insider trading if you're part of the company i'm gonna go to jail like martha stewart oh no i wonder how martha stewart was in jail probably really cool cool, yeah she could probably just build she, anything. There was like a mini BBC thing. Not BBC. They don't give a shit about Martha Stewart. <laughs> Why would they? Maybe it was like they came in and they were like watching her make recipes out of like Doritos and potatoes. Nice. And she would make like stuff that she had around that she got from commissary. So yeah, yeah she was still doing her thing. I'm sure she was very loved in there. Yeah. I wonder if Martha Stewart had herself a jail relationship. Maybe. Like a prison wife? Oh, yeah. Maybe multiple. I feel like I feel like she'd be the type that'd just be like, no, 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 baby girl. Listen, 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 listen. I love you. I love you. But you can't you can't expect me to be tied down to one woman. Just so you know, I love you. Here's a corsage I made out of toilet paper, baby girl. Kiss. Here's some beads I made out of dried out shit. You're only, you're, you're getting the first one. I'm making several. Gonna start selling them. And they smell wonderful. I've been eating lavender. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's my shit. Oh, it's her shit. Yeah. Okay. Very personal. I think, yeah, Martha Stewart would be the type of bitch that gives her shit out Mm -hmm. to people she loves. People she loves. Okay, guys, we are going to take a quick break. um, And when we come back, we are going to discuss our television show recommendations. We're back from our break. We're back. We're going to talk about certain things. But, Allison, let's talk about something real quick. Um, okay, something Mary. that's <laughs> always on our minds. And uh, this is just me wanting to make a statement. But did you hear what Donald Trump said? Oh, recently? Yes. Probably, but I've started to overlook what did he say. <laughs> well, in one of his speeches, he was talking about uh, Islamic terrorism, and he brought up an attack in Sweden that never occurred. Oh, yeah. And people have been attacking him. But the funny thing is reading the comments on articles about it, because that's what I did during our break. I read a few of them. Some of them are absolutely hilarious. And some of them I feel I want them to be trolls. But I think they're real people because they say things like, we have to trust our president. He knows what's going on. There's something going on in Sweden because, you know, Sweden's leftist. They're a bunch of leftist socialist commies. So, you know, that they're trying to hide the terror attacks. I would also be confused if that were like sardonic or not yeah oh my god just anyways he invented something and made it real that's power right there Mm. that's a scary amount of power he's got way too much power and he tweets too much he needs to stop hashtag stop trump stop Stop tweeting stop tweeting yeah i heard his uh also his speech on heard a small version of the like big hour-long press conference yeah he was like yeah i have like the most cabinet i have the most electoral (laughs) college votes since reagan there's like a ticker at the bottom that's like this is this is false this is not true (laughs) which was hilarious and i just don't get why his supporters think that's totally okay for someone that is the leader of our country that he can go up and say whatever he wants without fact checking or anything Mm -hmm. and it just shows how dumb they think we are that we're just going to sit and just accept everything that he says even when there's thing about it is there's film of him saying shit like this yep and he says no i don't know what you're talking about here's here you go trump here's the video i out of context here's the whole speech nope (laughs) 
hilarious the amount of denial. So let's talk about happier things. Yay. Let's talk about television shows that we would like to recommend that are on, I guess, streaming sites. Okay. Well, sure. What would you like to share? Oldie but a goodie for some people has been around for a while. Shameless is a good show. It tickles my pickle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, about shows that are like sort of lower middle class families. These people are like way, way low. The Gallagher family. Uh, it's kind of a rebuff of like Malcolm Middle or in the middle, like elements of, you know, just your regular Joe people who go to go to jail for for drug charges and getting you know children high and uh, they have abortions and they do crazy shit rated rrr if anything were the first season is just like really long sex scene every five minutes or so and i kind of chilled out with that okay good but at the cost of making it more extreme in other places like Mm. drug charges and it's it's funny it's a comedy it has william h macy in it and it has the dude from Reba who was the older daughter's husband and they had like a baby together. His name was Van, I think. <laughs> yeah. Van from it's Reba. Van. Van from Reba. Yeah, he's a kooky next door neighbor in this. Uh would definitely recommend it. It's six seasons. Uh, as you go later into the seasons, it kinda is like, meh, you guys are going for more extreme things, but the drama has sort of worn away because mm. we've seen every possible thing we we can see, like put these people through hell. And yeah. but uh, I really enjoy it. I don't know why i guess i have an obsession with looking at people who are very like one-minded kind of people like yeah. no bullshit like don't lie to people don't you know nothing is sugar-coated they're very straightforward because they have to be because they're kind of like in survival mode at yeah. all times and i just love people that are like really angry like that i love characters like that that are you just know, out there they're yeah, not on the edge and could break at any moment i don't know blunt so yeah um it's really good. Five stars. Five out of five would recommend if you guys are um, into watching shows really dedicated for like a long, long time like I am. So cool. Mary, nice. your show? My television show that I'm going to highly recommend is the Wet Hot American series, The First Day of Camp, yes. that they released, I think, last summer. I am now going back and re-watching because Wet Hot American Summer is one of my favorite movies. It's so absurd. It makes fun of all of those like 1980s campers, sex <laughs> rom-coms, and I just absolutely love it. And the show does the same thing. I think it does a great job with the callbacks that it has to the original movie, but it also creates it's a whole new story and all the people that are involved especially those that started out on the mtb's the state you can find all of them on the show it's just glorious and it's funny and it's absurd and it has janine garofalo so what more do you want in life Mm. lots of big names in there who are probably working for basically free for them Mm -hmm. to do the show because it's not a not a huge big budget thing so that just came back because they were part of the original thing which kind of launched their careers in television like i know amy poehler that was one of the first things she ever did mm-hmm. so really cool of them to pay homage to their original yes, movie that that's they where have. they started like bradley cooper too i think mm-hmm. that was like one of his first oh, yeah. roles uh he was and real baby young so yeah. baby young and michael ian black and just david hyde pierce just such a good show and watch it because it has some really fun cameos and it's hilarious and the music is great and i think his name's ken marino he always makes me laugh because he plays the just lovable douchey character and i just absolutely love it so <laughs> if you have netflix and you've never seen what had american 
American Summer, watch it, and then watch the show, and then watch the documentary that was made about the movie. All on Netflix. And if you don't have Netflix, just steal it. Pirate Mm -hmm. it. I said it. (sighs) I said it. Not all of the views expressed in this podcast. <laughs> no. This is what we both think. Speaking for both of us. No. <laughs> okay, so before we go, we're already up for doing what we usually do, and that is sharing our words of wisdom. So, Allison, words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. If you're a human being, wear some white gloves at all times, and so we know that you're a human and not a dog. Mary? Uh, mine actually has to do with animals as well. Okay. If you're an animator and you decide that you want to animate a kid's show, make sure that if it's an animal that's a human, give that animal a lot of human qualities. Don't make it super weird where it's just kind of this like weird hybrid animal from the island of Dr. Moreau where it's just disturbing and gross and I don't want to watch it. Make it so everyone likes it. Preach, queen. Mm-hmm. That was a weird noise. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So that's Mary and who else is there? Um, What's her name? Allison. And we're signing off as Chicka Flickas. Oh, I hate us. Bye. (laughs)